Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Hey guys, so where are my stylists at that are tired of being tired? You're giving it your all behind the chair and quarantine gave you a little whisper that there could be more to this life than hair behind the chair all the time. I know for myself, I've changed my business and I've been able to make more money in less time, which has allowed me to work three days a week behind the chair so that I can do what I'm most passionate about, which is mentoring and coaching other hairstylists. And I've been able to do that in a way that I've been able to really enjoy my time in the salon that I'm there. Also be super intentional when I'm outside of it. So I'm able to enjoy my family, golfing on a Friday, playing with my dogs in the backyard, and starting a family. So I'm excited to be able to bring a couple more stylists onto my program and work on with you guys one-on-one because I'm not going to have that many people that I work with at one at a time because I really want to be invested in your growth. Head on over to my website if you're interested, lynnmaystudio.com. The heading is coaching and we will see how we could maybe work together. Go ahead and fill out my questionnaire and we'll go from there. All right. Well, let's head into today's episode. All right, guys. So I've been thinking a lot about what makes me qualified to be a coach for hairstylists. And I honestly feel like it has a lot to do with all the things I've failed doing because if I've gotten over these humps, I've been able to get back up more times than you even know. I think it equips me to be a person in a position to be able to show up for other people. So I thought it'd be kind of cool today to just do an episode all about the things in my career and life and business that I failed at and how I've been able to fail forward and how I've learned the most in my life from the things that didn't work out in the moment. And I want to share with you like some of the things that it's built in me and the the fortitude and the determination and the grit and the perseverance that's come out of those times because let's be honest with ourselves we're looking at Instagram we're seeing like I mean I think my studio is really really attractive and that's not me being cocky I just feel like it kind of sells this story that it's been gumdrops and rainbows and I feel like if you follow me if you've been listening to the podcast for any period of time you know that that's not true. And so I thought it'd be really cool. The beautiful things can bloom and blossom out of failures and disappointments. And I definitely had my fair share of those. And I want to be really candid with you guys about that because I think, you know, I think there's two ways of seeing things. I was saying the other day that I feel like sometimes when I win, I kind of expect people to be really excited for me because I'm like, look at how many times I've lost. Like, how can you not be happy for me? And then I think what I've decided to reframe it as is that sometimes I think people have seen all the failures and they're like, well, why does she get to win? Like, that was a shitstorm over there. Like, my story's not that bad. And I'm not winning like that. And I think that that's a limited mindset. That's just like a fixed scarcity mentality. And I think the other way of looking at it, and which is how I look at everyone I admire, is 
if that's possible for them, well, why wouldn't it be possible for me? And I think there's two kinds of people. And I think you can become, I think you can grow yourself and become someone that looks at others and admires them versus wants to cut them down. And I can look back and I can see like, well, that's that's not fair. But like, you don't know what that person's been through. And here's the deal. A lot of people know my story, all of it, and they still don't want to see me win. So I think that should just give you peace of mind. And I think that should just allow you to just realize that, you know, that's, that's their mentality. I don't live there. That's not my reality. But so today, let's dive in. I want to talk about just some of the things that, you know, along the way that have been disappointing. So I think I'll start back when I was at my first salon and I was so young and I was so green, but I was so passionate. And I saw in this big culture how maybe if I had got got into some leadership that I would maybe be able to change a little bit of the trajectory of where things were going or the just the overall culture of it and, and being naive and being young. I think I got in over my head and didn't realize what really went into having a culture and that I knew it was going to be an uphill battle being a 23-year-old gal with people that have been in a salon for 20 years trying to navigate like, hey, would you like me to do some coaching with you? Not exactly the most attractive sell. And I knew that, but I think it was super uncomfortable and I didn't have the... I don't think I had the skills yet to navigate that in the most professional manner. I think I tiptoed a lot because I was on, on, I was just like, I'm so lucky to be in this role where I'm managing people. But, you know, I think that it taught me a lot and I left that ultimately that salon because I didn't want the role anymore as being this salon manager, salon mentor, whatever you, however you want to call it. And I didn't see a way forward for myself in that location going, stepping back from being a manager full time to being just a colorist again. And I don't mean just a colorist. I mean like that's what I wanted to be. And I didn't see a way to navigate that transition in a way that um, I wanted to work with these people anymore. (laughs) Not all of them. And now I have so much space from it. I look back with such gratitude of like, I remember just being like so disappointed, like I wasn't going to be that person that left and went to other salons. I didn't want to be that person that that f- was a flake. Hairstyles are so known for being flakes. And I, I wanted to, to be like one of those people that like was in one location their whole life and was like, yeah, I mean, it's cool how your story was messy, but mine wasn't. And I just, I think that that was such a growth opportunity for me because I look back with such gratitude for the setbacks and the disappointments and understanding just how to work with other people and how people's perspectives are. And I got to see a little bit of like the mean girl stuff, but not terrible, but I got to see just the dynamics and what people are up against. And so what the the number one thing I gained from that experience was I don't look at a single person that's in a in a leadership role and think they've got it easy. And I look at them with such compassion now because I know what it's like to really want to do the right thing and want it to be awesome. But then you're dealing with, you know, the the structure that you're operating within. And so I, I, I just think it's given me this humility towards other people and an ability to like 
put myself in people's shoes. And I remember when I was in that role, I had reached out to my previous manager and I said, I just want to apologize. I had no idea what it was like to be you. And the insight that, that it gave me was one where I just, I learned to give people more of the benefit of the doubt because you just don't always know all the dynamics at play. And once I did, I felt like, oh my gosh, I started to see the weight of the world on other people. So that was a huge, you know, gift. And then I left there, went to a salon, you know, that I feel like I got to kind of catch my breath again. And I won't get to the whole nitty gritty of it. It was fine. It was just stopover. You know, we all have stopovers in our life. But I would say another big disappointment was for me was just having in in failure was, you know, I think I thought I wanted to be a educator, but for a product lines. And I would, I would inquire, I'd go to the trainings, but I never, never really stuck with them. It wasn't like I was a flake. It was like, I'd go to the training in Minneapolis or I'd go to the training in Colorado, but like something about them didn't jive with me. And I felt like there was something wrong with me because I really wanted to do something more and I felt it like in my heart, but I felt like I wasn't aligning. It wasn't compatible. It was like something felt off about it. Like I felt like I was like an actor. It wasn't like me at my core being who I'm here to be. And so that was like something where I was like, dang, like what's wrong with me that like I keep getting asked to do these things and I keep showing up to the trainings and I'm just like going through the motions and it, I'm passionate about hair color and I, and, and I know that like I would meet all these amazing people, but you know, another silver lining is like, I love hairstylists and that connects so much to what I'm doing now and allows me to appreciate that that was all part of brewing up to where I am today but it was disappointing to be like, aren't I supposed to be happy here? Like, aren't I supposed to be like, I'm an educator for ABBA. I'm an educator for Fermisi. Come to my class and see my whiteboard. And so I kind of went down that path for a while thinking that that's what I wanted and even applied for this educator position where I'd be a traveling colorist at Aveda. And I went to the trainings and I really stretched myself. I got stood up at a Crackle Barrel. No offense, Aveda. That was a just scheduling conflict, but it grew character. Because if you drive your ass an hour and a half away and you sit at a crackle barrel for an hour by yourself, that is going to build some character. So I did the training. I went, I did my presentation. I wasn't just stretching myself and I didn't get that job either. And looking back, it's okay, but I did get a gift basket, which tells you, you were quite a candidate. I don't know anyone personally that's gotten a gift basket when they were told they didn't get the job. That is something I hang my, it's a feather in my cap. But I would say, you know, one of the most disappointing failures was having a partnership and a business that I had for four years end. And I think for a long time, it was like almost like too painful for me to talk about, but I've got two and a half years away from it and I get to see the beautiful life that I have on the other side of letting go of something that really wasn't serving me. And and in my mind at the time, it was such a failure. I thought it said so much about me and my inability to make it work. And honestly, had I not taken the step to leave, I think the reverse is true. 
that here I am two and a half years later, had I not listened to my heart and my gut and got out of a situation that really wasn't serving me, I would really, I think that would have said more about my character, that I was willing to stay in a situation of certainty, even if I was certain that it sucked. And uh, looking back, it did. But I just think sometimes we have to just really let give things time to settle because I feel that sometimes we're certain about what we have, you know, like it's, it works, it's there, it's functions, it's fine. But like, I guess I just didn't realize that your life didn't have to just be fine and that it could be more than that and that you could dream bigger than working for five days a week and trying to please all of your clients. And I think that some of the biggest successes in my life have happened after the biggest messes. So like things fall apart. You know what I mean? Like the business falls apart. My marriage fell apart. Like these things fell apart, but they become this amazing foundation for something new. And I think it's what makes me so passionate about wanting to help other people is that I have been able to really create a beautiful story for my life and have a really amazing life out of things that a lot of people wouldn't see a way forward in. And I think my business is an example of that. My personal life's an example of that. And I want to share that because I think that a lot of times we're around people that tell us, you mean people don't come back from this or, you know, you, you, come on, you can't be a hairstylist and not work behind the chair or like, you know, all those people are projecting their limited beliefs onto you and if falling and failing and getting back ups taught me anything, it's like anyone that you admire, anyone that you look up to, they were willing to get messy. They were willing to make a mess. They were willing to, for things to fall apart because they had their eye on where they were going. And I think that that is going to be the differentiator between people that you really look up to and see their amazing Instagram. And I think people are doing a better job of showing up and showing all of the the story. But I love something I heard at the Rise Business Conference with Ed Milet. He talked about how he had always had this dream of like buying this property on the water. And he said that he would drive by and this little guy in the house on the corner of the property, he'd be like, someday I'm going to buy your house. Well, he drives by a few years later, the guy waves him down. He's like, I'm ready for you to buy this. So he buys the property and he brings some contractors out and they're like, man, the little house is over there because all that, all that rock, it can't have a, it has no ability to have a foundation for a house. I mean, you'd have to bring machines out here to be drilling into the ground. It would be a mess. And he's like, well, how long would it take? Like, let's get the machines out here. They're like, it'd be $50,000 a week or something like that. And so he's like, well, well, let's do it. He said a year later, he's still trying to get this foundation going. And everyone's like, come on, Ed, you got to sell this property. Like, you can't have what you think you want. And so he keeps doing it. He keeps doing it. He creates this home. And out of all the rubble and all the rock that they had to eventually dynamite to create this home. 
he used it on the outside of his home. So a lot of the rock that you see on this home in Idaho is rock from the rubble. And he's like, I built a house on a foundation that was so messy. And I think that he said it so beautifully. He said, our lives are going to be as big and as beautiful as how big of a mess we're willing to make to create the foundation. And I have a really messy foundation and I'm building some, some massive towers. I don't know. I made that up, but I think that that is such a, I, it totally clicked for me and connected for me. And I'm like, and he said the same people that told him he couldn't have that house or he couldn't have the life he wanted or he couldn't do the things he wanted to do are the same people that are like, I knew you'd make it. Eddie, I knew you'd make it. And I think that that is, that's life, right? But I think that the part that is so key and so important and that we all want to skim over with our Instagrams is the mess and is the in-between and is what happened, what fell apart. And I love this saying that you're going to know what you're going to lose when you leave something, but you have no idea what you can gain. And so I think the important thing is, is to let your life kind of fall apart when you're strong enough to heal that and be with that. Because sometimes we're in positions in our lives where we're not ready to do that. But I think that when we are, and when we sit with it, and when we see like, let's see how this shakes out. Is any of this in my life because it's meant to be? Or have I been holding on so tight to all of it? that I can't actually even differentiate between what's in my life because I'm like forcing it to be there and what's in my life because it's God-given meant to be in my life. And someone said to me the other day, they said, when you knew things needed to change in your life, how did you know when to go and when to stay? And I said, well, I think you're talking about two specific instances. Are you talking about my partnership or are you talking about my marriage? And I said, well, let's start with the partnership and let's start with the marriage. I guess the one thing that's different is that the other person, one of them wanted it to work and the other didn't. And I think that I could not see that. I couldn't be with that until I got okay with maybe neither of them. And I think it's scary. I think it's really vulnerable, but I think it's really freeing and I think it's really empowering And I think it can be really beautiful to know and have that clarity in your life that you have to let go to see. And I want other people to know that just because it's messy and just because Pam says you can't make it out of it or people don't come back from this or, you know, you're dreaming too big or no one's going to pay $185 for a base color. They're all liars. And maybe they are right, but, but maybe they're not. And some people won't and some people will, but that has nothing, that doesn't help me at all. They're, them, them giving me their whatever opinion, their shit, their, it's not helpful. So I think that when you're ready and when you're willing to see and with eyes wide open, the information's always been there. We just all, we weren't always strong enough, prepared and ready to hold it, to sit with it, and then to take the steps forward that we all ultimately know we need to take. So 
I hope that this episode connected some dots for you, gave you some hope, and maybe allowed you to think about what it would look like for you to craft a story about the things that didn't go right and how they ended up working for you. Because I think that we get to attach whatever meaning to whatever happens in our life. And I think that most people that I respect and look up to have found things in their lives that they would have never asked for, would have never wanted in their path, wouldn't wish on an enemy. And they've found a way to spin it and thread it into their story in a way that it was ultimately something that woke them up, shook them awake, helped them realize where they were going and what they needed to do. So I wish you all of that and more. I hope you have a wave making day and see you next week.